Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's Word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of Scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Hey there, brave parents. Kelly and Chelsea here with another Worldview Wednesday. In this episode, we've just got one headline, one top headline that we believe is going to impact you or your child. And we really want to encourage you to think through issues like this headline with a biblical worldview. But before we jump into this, let's take a moment to catch up. Chelsea, what's going on with you? Anything new? Any good books you're reading? Any suggested resources for our listeners? Oh my goodness, you ask me about books and it's like opening up a fire hydrant. Um, let me think about it. Right now, I'm finishing up Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. I'm almost done, but it's taken me a while to finish it. I normally read at night, so I'm always rereading what I've read the previous night because I fall asleep reading. Get sleepy, yep. <laughs> I do. I get sleepy. Um, and then uh, earlier this week, I finished up a project I was working on, but it had me go back through J.I. Packer's book called Knowing God, which... It's a great book. That's primo. Yeah. Primo. Yeah. And uh, I ended up having to reread the chapter on our adoption into the kingdom of God, which he says is even better than justification. And if you know me or have been with me when I get to teach on justification, then you know that this just like brings me close to tears of gratefulness when we get to talk about justification. But Packer said in his book that adoption is even better. Mm. So I'd... I'd kind of really like to understand that better. So, you know, always learning. What about you? What's going on? Well, I'm at the halfway point of one of my master's classes titled The Life, Ministry, and Teaching of Christ. It's pretty awesome. And for that class, I'm reading John MacArthur's One Perfect Life. It's a real fantastic alignment and chronological walk through the Gospels with really helpful footnotes, which is funny that I say that because I used to hate footnotes. But that's like like the meat of scholarly curriculum, so I, I've grown fond of them. So all that to say, One Perfect Life is great, and you don't have to be a scholar or getting a master's degree <laughs> in order to enjoy it. It's a really great book. Um, speaking of books, though, I also bought my granddaughter for her fifth birthday, and I can't even believe I have a granddaughter who's five, but I bought the entire Elephant and Piggy or Piggy and Elephant, whichever way you choose to say that first, collection by Mo Williams. Um, I love those books. If you're a parent of young kids and you know what books I'm talking about, they're just so fantastic. The two kids that we got young enough to teach to read, we use these books. And I'll be honest, sometimes Ryan and I still quote these books, like the lines (laughs) in these books. Like if someone says, I'm invited to a party, we say, a surprise costume pool party? <laughs> I mean, obvs. Doesn't everyone ask that rhetorical question? I mean... That was one of my favorite books. <laughs> so awesome. other, other than that, I've just been collecting some book titles in Audible so that I can download and listen to them on our trip to Israel in just nine short weeks. Not uh, like you're counting down or anything. I'm so right? excited. No. So yeah. if anyone has great suggestions for books, hey, I would love to hear them. So... Anyway, moving along today, folks, one headline, but it is a doozy, as Mm -hmm. Chelsea likes to say. Hey, I live in the Midwest. We also are (laughs) (laughs) gung-ho. And yeah, this is one that just needs your attention. So let's just jump right in. Here is the headline. Gaggle drops LGBTQ keywords 
from student surveillance tool following bias concerns. This was in Yahoo News. It was in lots of news networks. But now let's just jump into this by, by defining who and what Gaggle is first. So Gaggle is a K-12 online safety management software company. So their website states that their mission is to ensure the safety and well-being of students and schools by leveraging people and technology. Our vision, they say, is that all schools are safe and all students get the mental and emotional help they need. They also claim that they have been supporting student safety and well-being for more than 20 years. As the pioneer in helping K-12 districts manage student safety on school-provided technology, they say that they've helped hundreds of districts avoid tragedies and save lives. So basically, Gaggle is like a school service or a service for schools to use that monitor all of the communication and collaboration tools on laptops and devices that have been issued to students. So this could be like Google Classroom, right? And like all of the communication from Google that Google provides like Gmail, documents, et cetera. Or it could be Canvas or any other learning management software. So if a student types something alarming or uses the school-issued email to register for a social media account, Gaggle will notify the school administrator so that they can get involved with either discipline, if it was bullying, for example, or provide mental health treatment if that's what's needed like if the student expressed that they had a desire to end their life. So now, based on this news article, Gaggle says that it will no longer flag students who use words like gay or lesbian in school assignments and in chat messages. It's a significant policy shift that follows accusations that its software facilitated discrimination of LGBTQ teens in a quest to keep them safe. So obviously, you do not have to go much further to understand why we are bringing this article to the listener's attention. It's a pretty big deal for us here at Brave Parenting because we normally suggest digital monitoring services like Bark or MobiSip to help you keep a watchful eye on your kids. But this really poses the question, like, Kelly, what do we do when the companies that we've trusted decide to change what's moral? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Based on everything we've ever talked about here on Brave Parenting, kids need to be monitored on on social media, on online communication tools, whatever they're doing. They absolutely need this. And so now here we have a company who's saying, well, we're just going to sort of define our own standards of what actually needs to be monitored. So Gaggle does this by using artificial intelligence, which, of course, they're programming their own morality into this AI and also human content monitor moderators to sift through the content in school communications. So as a Christian parent, we already know, you've already heard that districts are keeping parents in the dark if their child, say, wants to be called by a different pronoun or wants to use a different bathroom or wants to dress a certain way or wants to act like an animal, like like actually, literally act like an animal, like a cat or a duck at school, mm-hmm. right? This That's is true. a real thing. Yeah, this is a thing. So before, we at least had the school being notified of concerning behaviors or concerning communications. But now, not only are parents not going to be alerted, but now school administration and counselors are not going to be notified either of some of these concerning 
words potentially being used. Like, so no one will. So they say the reason why they're doing this is because there has been, quote, a societal shift toward greater acceptance of LGBTQ youth. And this is the impetus for the change as part of their continuous evaluation and updating processes, right? So we get this. Society has shifted. Society has accepted LGBTQ youth. Society as in like a generalness. Right. But not everybody. No, not everybody. And And most parents are still concerned. And there's reason for some of this concern. A hundred percent. So society is shifting, but I just want to throw it back to our listeners. Guess who hasn't shifted? Guess who hasn't changed? God. We know that there is one objective moral truth, and it is the word of God. We know society does not get to change what's right or wrong based on ideological bullies. God alone determines right and wrong, moral and immoral, immoral, pure and impure. And he has the right to do that because he has the copyright on all of existence. But frankly, we shouldn't be too shocked that another company is falling to the demands of the chanting crowd because we know that Pontius Pilate once did too. Pilate knew Jesus was innocent, but he was pleased the crowd. That's what he wanted. That's what he did. And they chanted, crucify him. So he caved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And that's what's happening in society today. The, the few people who are standing against this and who are pushing back, whether it's to not make a cake for a same-sex marriage oh or gosh, yes. to, you mm-hmm. know, to stand outside you know, an, an abortion clinic or to do whatever. The people who are pushing back, I mean, of course, it's like major headlines because it's rare. Most people are caving. And, but we know that as Christians as well, we really should be people. We should be the ones that, that is fully willing to bring things that like to hide in the dark, right? All those sinful things into the light. Because Ephesians 5, 11 through 12 says just that. It says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is Shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. If it's in the light and it's exposed, we can deal with it. We can help. We can petition God for wisdom and guidance so we can walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling we've been given. As a parent, we know this. It may be really painful to find out that your child has been caught up in some sort of sin and it's been a secret. Or, you know, they're hiding a phone in their room or they secretly got a social media platform and it comes out and it's kind of painful. But man, when light is exposed to it, there's healing, there is peace. It is not fun to keep a sin secret. It, it, it's traumatizing to the soul. And we know God is light. And when light shines on sin, that is when healing and restoration can occur. But the world doesn't want that. The world, generally, they just love their sin. And unrepentant sinners want others to also remain in their sin. It's like a misery loves company. We've said this in numerous (laughs) different podcasts, maybe regard to TikTok or whatever. If everybody has their own secret sin, well, then nobody has to deal with it. We're all the same, right? There's nobody moral and we don't have to feel judged. But moreover, the enemy is energized by secretiveness and isolation, darkness and hiding. And this is not 
a means to help kids. This is not this is not occurring. Gaggle is not doing this because they are truly concerned that they are quote facilitating discrimination. This is a direct result of being scared of the angry mob and the kids are going to be the ones who suffer. The article read that this significant policy change occurred following accusations. So this is a company who wants to keep making money. They are accommodating the ideological bullies who are, you know, accusing them of facilitating discrimination. And so maybe out of fear that they're going to be shut down, fear they're going to lose business, fear they're going to lose money, mm-hmm. they cave and they accommodate and they change their policy. Yep. A hundred percent, Kelly. And I think we just, let's just like take a pause moment and expound on what you just said about the kids being the ones who will suffer. Because the information that I want to share with our listeners, it honestly is not shared enough and it should be. Because the angry mob wants us to believe that a homosexual, gay, same-sex attracted lifestyle is normal and healthy. But the stats from the CDC would say otherwise. They found that physical dating violence was in 17% of gay, lesbian, and bisexual couples versus 8.3 in heterosexual. Sexual dating violence occurs in 22% of homosexual relationships versus only 9.1 in heterosexual. Feelings of sadness and hopelessness occur in 60% versus 26. Serious contemplation of suicide is at 42% versus 14. Those are gigantic differences. Huge. Like sadness and hopelessness in 60%. That's more Mm -hmm. than half of all homosexual relationships. They're feeling sad and hopeless. I mean, why do we think that is? Can anybody put their finger on why? I think it's worshiping the creation versus worshiping the creator. But hey, I mean, (laughs) you know. But that's so sad. It is. I mean, they're sad and I'm sad for them. I know. Because they're, it's they're, awful. They're trapped in this this sin. They're stuck there, and then they want to keep it hidden. Yeah. Well, they want to keep them stuck there. The serious contemplation of suicide, almost half. That's tragic. Mm-hmm. It is. And I don't, Kelly, I don't know about you, but it seems to me that deceiving anyone to believe that the gay, lesbian, or bisexual lifestyle is normal and healthy is not an act of love. But it's an act of hate. Is this, is this really what we want to push our kids into? Is this really what we want for them? To expose them to dating violence? To push them into sadness and hopelessness? And to promote the contemplation of suicide? It doesn't really sound like the removal of these words is going to support the mission statement of Gaggle, which touts that it's, quote, getting kids to the mental and emotional health that they need. No. They're keeping everything in the dark. which means these kids are stuck there. Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking, is they say that their mission statement is to get kids the mental and emotional help that they need. How on earth are you going to get them the help that they need when we're not going to potentially flag or not flag these potentially concerning words? Because a 12-year-old or 10 or 14, whatever the age is, of middle school confusion in this world when they are taking in so much online content 
They need guidance. They don't need affirmation to be whoever and whatever, whether that be homosexual or a duck. They don't need that to be affirmed. They need guidance to keep them back onto the moral path, back onto the right way. And I realize that public schools are not, they don't have a, you know, biblical worldview. They're not allowed to have a biblical worldview and they're not allowed to even think the things of God. But this is, I mean, I would never want my kid to be in middle school. Well, I want to, I couldn't wait till they were done. But going, going back now, public middle school, are you kidding? What a recipe for disaster. I know. Well, and the stats say otherwise. The stats say this is not a healthy lifestyle. And yet they're saying, no, it's fine. It's going to be okay. So they don't care about the facts. They just care yeah. about the feelings. Oh, yes. Yes. So I just, parents, we've got to start thinking critically about what's being pushed on our kids through the schools and through media and through technology. But Kelly, I'm kind of curious, what kind of words are no longer going to be flagged by gaggle? Because I think we should we should thread that out a little right. bit, shouldn't we? So it is your typical words, um, sort of of the LGBTQ definition, what those letters stand for. It is queer, bisexual, gay, lesbian. However, slang words that are potentially considered slur, like lesbo or fag, those are still going to be flagged because they're considered derogatory. So... In a statement from, I'm, I'm assuming this person works for the company, she says, oh gosh, I don't even know if it's a she or a he, Paget Heatherington said, the company regularly modifies the keywords its software uses to then trigger a human review of students' digital communications. So AI flags it first, and then it goes to a human, and then reviews what the, the student is communicating and talking about. Okay, the quote goes on to say that certain LGBTQ-specific words are no longer relevant to the company's efforts to protect students from abuse, and thus they were purged. Yeah. Yeah, these words were no longer relevant. Well, I would love to know why they get to be the ones that deem it not relevant. Well, I mean, how do they get to, to determine that? I mean, what's next, right? Is the word pedophile going to be, you know, completely, you know, changed because now these are minor attracted persons and they might be offended or have hurt feelings because we called them a pedophile? I mean, right, this, because facts don't matter anymore, Kelly. That's the point, right? Facts don't matter. Facts right. don't matter. This is what happens when we start shifting the boundary line of morality. And this slow fade that is occurring right now, we are in the heart of it, when this slow fade of acceptance of what the Word of God deems immoral, things like homosexuality, things like gender fluidity, they impact worldview. My worldview, your worldview, everyone's. Every single one of us faces the pressure of this, this angry mob and these ideological bullies trying to change our worldview. And sadly, they're winning. Lots of people are changing their worldview. This company did. right? If we don't stand strong against this cultural pressure, how on earth do we think our kids will stand with a biblical worldview? See, that's it right there, right? Because we're like, Kel, we're adults. 
We have fully developed brains. We have like life experience, the whole package, right? And if we're caving to the fear tactics that are offensive and traumatizing to tell someone the truth, what hope do we have for our children's generation, right? We have to think about this. I mean, honestly, if you love someone, you tell them the truth. If my daughter is about to walk out the door and her hair looks a hot mess, I do not affirm that hot mess. I say, sweetheart, go fix that hair. I love you, right? If they're about to hurt themselves, you don't lie to them and affirm their decisions. That is what your enemy does. And that is not love. That's hatred. If you love someone, you tell them the truth. That is not what the public school system in America seems to want to do. They have a secular moral relativism worldview, and they have bought into the lie from Satan that emotions and feelings, hey, they get to dictate reality now. Mm. That's what it's all about. We can just mic drop that right there. Dude, it was was great to be on the show again. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) That is just what it is, is we've all bought into this lie that emotions and feelings dictate reality. I feel this way, therefore I am this way. And the world says I can be a part of an inclusive group. I can be an oppressed person who gets a lot of attention if I identify this way. I may not even be that way, but I'm going to identify that way. All of these words being used, it's such trickery on the enemy's part. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I think it's pretty obvious that Chelsea and I feel pretty strongly. (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like we should just keep going. I don't feel like we were strong enough. I'm just joking. (laughs) We feel really strongly about this. And, And it's not because we dislike people. Or we dislike the company Gaggle. I never heard of them before I saw this article, to be honest with you. And we truly do not dislike those who identify as LGBTQ. I mean, we love people. However, we are most passionate about this topic because we love God's word. And we believe it is sufficient for all of life and godliness, right? That's Titus 2.11. The word of God is sufficient. We don't need to change it. We don't need to modify it. We don't need to make it fluid and change because we live in 2023. And that's, you know, that's the Bible was completely antiquated. That is absolutely not the truth. When we compromise in these ways, when we compromise God's moral truth, people suffer. And right now it is our children who are suffering the most. And that's, Mm -hmm. that makes us angry. It does. It, it does get us angry because it's kids who, kids who are suffering, and that's not okay. We're adoptive parents. The justice bone in us is strong. Yeah. <laughs> like. Right. Yeah. It, the media and technology that our kids are consuming, it needs to be monitored. It mm-hmm. needs to be checked. Their moral compasses needs to constantly be realigned, especially with how much news and information that they are exposed to. When we make truth fluid, it can go any way you want it to go. Well, it's pretty obvious what happens. And it's chaos. And it's destruction and death. But everyone's deciding their own truth. And when that happens, we see it. That might be the sh- you know when you shoot your first grade teacher. That, pers- that child decided their own truth. Or you beat an innocent man to death. They decided their own truth. The world is not better with fluid truth and fluid morality. We have got to get back to God's moral 
truth. Mm-hmm. That is a good word, Kelly. So, okay, what are our takeaways for our brave parents today? Well, to be quite honest, folks, it might mean you have a very serious conversation with your spouse and you think critically and you pray without ceasing to consider where you're going to continue educating your kids. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I just last night encouraged two friends uh, to not put their kids in public school. I mean, and all my, I mean, majority of my kids all went to public school, but hands down, it is not the place for Christians to be. Christian if, kids. No. No. It, no. If, if you're in a Christian adult and you want to work in a public school, all, all the power to you. But, uh, no, I'm, our kids are not salt and light in a, a five-year-old is not salt and light in a public school. They're, they're the mission field for the gospel that the public school is trying to spread. But we also highly recommend reading the book or listening to A Practical Guide to Culture by John Stone Street and Brett Kunkel. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. It yeah, is that's a fantastic. Great, yes. Yeah, fantastic book. Great, great book. If you just have, if you're struggling, like just wrapping your brain around all these crazy topics and how they're so misaligned, from God's word. This is mm-hmm. going to explain it all. Absolutely. Um, it could also mean that we you're having regular conversations with your children about worldview topics and how to think biblically and scripturally about them. We still recommend that you use monitoring services, of course, for your child's phone and their computer, such as Bark or MobiSip, or you manually and randomly spot check it for concerning trends. And Cal and I will do our best to make sure that, you know, Companies like Bark don't change like Gaggle has, you know, would try to keep you updated on that kind of stuff. But whatever you do, do not allow the acceptance of fluid truth in your home. Don't accept what the bullies want you to believe that feelings dictate reality and we all have to accommodate everyone's new definitions. Just don't do it. God's drawn a line in the sand. Stand on his side of that line. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Those are great takeaways. And this really is kind of a hard topic which is why we just chose one. Um, we know, Chelsea and I know that putting a podcast out here that does draw Brave Parenting's line in the sand on this ideological issue, we know it's going to push the buttons of the bullies. But again, we love the truth more than we love any validation or any approval from the world. That is not why we take our time to write these podcasts, to write articles, to record, to do all of this. Is because we want approval from the world. No, we want parents to walk in the truth, to raise their kids in the truth, to know how to do that, to be encouraged to do that, saying, oh, there's other parents out there walking this very difficult, hard road of raising kids with media and technology and all of this other craziness and teaching them how to love Jesus. And we really hope that by speaking out about these issues, you too can really be encouraged to live that same way. So. That's it. That's what we got. I truly hope if we're going to link the article as well, read it, discuss it, talk about it. I actually just talked about it with my high schoolers and asked them what they thought. And because I have these conversations all the time, they either told me what I wanted to hear (laughs) or I taught them well. And they're like, what? No, I can only imagine what middle schoolers would be doing if there was no moderation. Because a lot of my kids actually got called out in middle school based on conversations that they were having, say, over Google Docs and things like that. I got several phone calls from counselors because they just don't know. You know, middle school, it's rough. It, 
if you don't have middle school yet, it is such a tough age. They just try on every single thing and every single word and every single trend, and they try and decide what works. And that's why when we say we need to constantly realign their moral compass, that is the time we should be doing it. And so that's why this is such an important topic. So have those conversations with your kids. And thank you, Chelsea. Thank you all so much for listening to the Brave Parenting Podcast. We appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review. That is how other people find our podcast. Until next week, y'all, go and be brave.